0: Mark Grody, covering the
1: Bears for 670, the score. Hey, here's what's going on, so Excuse you guys me. could all stop. Sideline reporter for Bears Radio, WBBM. I thought the best part about that was Justin Fields taking that shot and then jumping right back up and sprinting back to the huddle. Mark Grody with Bernstein at home.
0: Ron, is there anything else that you think they need or could use? More Mark Grody.
2: On the score. Let's do it, shall we? Mark Grody can be found on Twitter at Mark Grody Sports. Sports, sports, sports. The score Bears beat reporter and Bears Radio sideline reporters got one more game as the Bears do. He's with us on the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. So what's left to do today to get us as ready as possible to figure out how we're going to consume this particular game? Mm, Wow. Well,
1: maybe look up some information on the backup quarterback to Nathan Peterman, Tim Boyle because I I know you guys just played that great Andrew Giannoco cut, and I'm glad you played that because it's important to hear the guy who, in theory, Andrew Giannoco, the Bears quarterback's coach, who is the closest to the quarterback and spends the most time with him and knows him the best and understands him the best. But one thing that Giannoco played, I would encourage you guys to listen to this at some point in time, is that he was asked by a reporter towards the end of our session with him yesterday, is there any chance... I don't know if it was a blow-off question. It was a good question. Is, Is there any chance we see the backup Tim Boyle play tomorrow as well? And he didn't say no. It was kind of a winding answer, and hey, we we'll, I'll leave that up to the coach, and may, and who knows, maybe Janoco was practicing his gamesmanship. But if if you are interested, and I know that you know Bears fans have we have historically been very interested in the third string quarterbacks on this on this in this Bears franchise, going back a long time. It's possible you'll see Nathan Peterman start, and no matter how well he does or how poorly he does, we might see Tim Boyle play at some point in time in this game, okay. and. And he's been around since 2018. He's, you know, he's played in the division. He's played. He comes from Green Bay. Played with Detroit. You know, he's played. He's had, taken some snaps in the NFL. Had a very little resume, but if you need that. To get you into the game, there it is for you, um, and then all the other, I suppose, obvious parts of it too. I mean, you, you still want to see, you know, more from Brisker and Gordon, and you know, the guy that I had a nice conversation with yesterday, Valus Jones Jr. And the the you know, after his fumble a couple of weeks ago, I thought that they would sit him down for the rest of the year. He is still out there, so I guess there's some interesting things, but it really does become very almost obsolete because it won't be Justin Fields making the connection to Valus Jones or any of those wide receivers this week.
3: We asked Matt Bowen yesterday if he were trying to purely evaluate the talent on the field, trying to figure out who stays, who goes, what happens next year. He said he's running the most basic concepts possible just to see about execution and see how people are employed and, and how they have the, the feel for that game what do you think happens based on what you've heard the uh, the coordinators say yesterday <laughs> as far as what could happen against the Vikings?
1: Like how they'll handle the game plan and all that kind of stuff. You Correct, mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And especially yeah.
3: after Chase Claypool talked. I think that's a separate question, but let's just throw yeah. that piece of it in there.
1: And I love the the Claypool part, too, so if, if we want to get into that, I would absolutely love that. But We will, then. Oh, sick. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> excuse me, with Nathan Peterman... Out there, you know, I, I think that you could expect the you know, it, again, just like with Trevor Simeon, you're probably going to see a guy who, when it comes to the the shorter passes and intermediate routes, there might be even a little bit more polish than we've seen with Justin Fields and rhythm and timing and all of that. But I mean, let's face it, part of the the reasoning for the Bears just Taking you know Justin Fields and saying he's not playing on Wednesday is because of the the offensive line. What can they really possibly realistically do out there when they just don't have a depth of offensive line right now? I mean you're going to have Braxton Jones. I think they're going to have Riley Reef out there. So those those are your tackles. Cody Whitehair will be playing. Uh, Mustapher should be in and there'll probably be a, some, some Dieter Iceland action out there as well. So Ooh, red hot Dieter Iceland. Oh action. yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be five Dieter Iceland's out there on Sunday. That, did, that's what you're going to be seeing.
3: Did I think that his last name for a second before I read it was Iceland? Yes, absolutely. I'm that, that's sorry. fair.
1: It's that's very fair. And, and, you know, I have. Well, I wouldn't say I've gotten to know Dieter Iceland, but, and I've said this before, that on the sidelines, like throughout during games, he is always on the sideline and he is always working out at center. He is always taking snap like just the way a kicker kicks into a net during a game just to stay warm and stay loose. That's what Iceland has been doing throughout all of the – at least the home games this year at Soldier Field. And then when it came time to consider Alex Leatherwood, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop with the practicing of the center. Let's get you out there and play guard, okay? So <laughs> so it's a good chance that he's going to be – it's really difficult to predict at this point what Luke Getze is going to do. One thing about it, Layla, is that yesterday – was the Bears truly all? It will have been the Bears' only real practice of the week. They had a walkthrough on Wednesday. They, you know, they'll do a a fast Friday today, but that's not even a full in-depth practice. So yesterday was it. So whatever they're going to do on offense cannot possibly be that complicated. Even though you have a very smart person in Nathan Peterman and a veteran, because I asked Luke Getzey about that yesterday. Are you worried at all? All about this game because of the one practice and, and the backup quarterbacks and all that. And he basically said, nah, because because Nathan Peterman and he's a veteran and he can, can he could take in a lot of stuff, but I still expect it to be very simple.
2: The only thing to worry about is accidentally winning it. you know what
1: for the first time i will be looking at it that way because usually you guys both know this that as as a reporter as i am you are just really trying to do a great job covering the game and no matter matter what happens and yeah it's nice when they win because it's easier for everybody and everybody's more accessible and all that but i i'm like okay i'm throwing my arms up like okay let's go ahead and lose this game. And I'm quite sure that Ryan Poles is of of that. I can't imagine Matt Eberflues is feeling any of that, nor should he, nor should any of the players. No, it's
2: Poles' job to insulate the layer below him from yes. this. It is Good. absolutely, well said. It, it is Poles' responsibility to win-proof things. And he's, if you look carefully at the totality of some Poles' moves here, that's exactly what he's been doing. Yeah. It, it goes no. back to the Roquan Smith trade. It goes back to the Robert Quinn trade. It goes back to when in doubt, you're on IR. We are not yeah. gonna make you're gonna work <laughs> through this injury and you're gonna play hurt because no, there's no point where they're absolutely much better off whether it is Jalen Johnson or Jack Sanborn or anybody else. It's Kevin it, Jenkins Kevin Jenkins, so when in doubt, buy I just am- go grab yourself a Mai Tai and go to the tub and it's fine. <laughs> and that's exactly it. But but Poles isn't telling Eberflus or anybody on Iberflus's staff to not do their jobs. He is it is his job to win proof. The team slowly throughout the year, and to kind of just strangle their opportunities to win. I'm just imagining
1: Ryan Paul's like the last two weeks going, you know, down the hallways at Hallis Hall, poking his head into the meetings, and they're prepping Justin Fields, and they say, "Hey, um, uh, Justin, uh, we're gonna. It's, it's not gonna happen for you. You're gonna sit out." Tevin, hey. Uh, sorry. I R for you. Just just going through and saying I am Ryan Poles. Here is the way things. I am I am restoring order to this franchise for the final week of the season. Something he, you know he he didn't he wasn't thinking about probably four or five weeks ago, but now he is, and it's probably it is the right thing to do at this point.
3: I do always wonder though sometimes if it's like theater auditions where you're just looking at your name on the list and you're like, wait, I'm not playing this week.
1: Yeah, but don't you think that they're pumping their fists when they see that? Oh, they the know. Final Those candle. guys
3: yes! know. Yes. It's over. I-, I mean,
1: yesterday I got to tell you guys like yesterday was a an, it it was a great day at Hallis because it, it felt like the the Friday before summer yeah, break. They say yesterday.
2: senioritis.
1: Oh, man. And I'm not just talking about in the locker room. The media room was just Bouncy yesterday, like everybody was talking and excited, and like n- not say, "Oh, this is great!" It's the last week, but you could just feel the energy. And then when we went in the locker room, same thing, and you could already see things sort of rearranged in there, as if they're starting to prepare to clean everything out. The players were jubilant. It was the last It felt like the last day of
2: school yesterday at House Hall for everybody, not just the players, but the the media too. How, weird. How much of the the media room excitement? Has- had to do also with Hub returning.
1: Well, that was the day before, for sure. That like, There's been two really interesting days out there. I thought yesterday, and then when Hub came out there, and I walk in, and there's this big huddle of people around Hub, are, are, are just like huddling in. I don't know what's going on. I thought that one of the PR people had come down and was giving us news, and I'm like running in. I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? And then there's Hub. There's Hub. And everybody is hugging him, and it was almost like... You were seeing somebody who was—he was back from the dead, mm-hmm. and that—and that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it was the most emotional I have gotten throughout the entire Hub Hubarkish ordeal. I've been scared to death for him, and then when he shows up and you actually see him, because I've heard him, I've heard him on the score and seen him on TV and read the art, the great articles that have been written. But when you actually see the guy, it was emotional for sure.
3: Okay, I know we're up against the clock, but you are yeah. going to help us preview the next segment. Oh, yeah? What were your takeaways? Because when I saw the quote from Luke Getze talking about Justin Fields as a leader and how he handled the Chase Claypool situation on the sideline, and Getze offered that up, not that we didn't see it, but for him to offer it in that yeah. space, I thought was pretty significant.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I think that the whole, I guess we'll call it an ordeal with Chase Claypool overheating on the sideline, last week it actually turned out to be a great thing for the bears because they got to show off their leader Justin Fields got to be a leader Matt Eberflus when he came in on Monday said hey Justin Fields pretty much said it all Luke Getze even said, "Yeah, listen to you guys. I listened to your to Justin Fields when you guys were interviewing. Man, that's some great leadership." So everybody got to point at Justin Fields and say, "What a great leader!" And then Chase Claypool talks yesterday and was completely reasonable. He said, "Yeah, we had a good talk." And I'll tell you what, I loved every word of what Chase Claypool said because what he essentially said was, "Yeah, we suck." But you know what? It's not okay to suck. It's not okay to go three and out. None of this is okay, and somebody needed to get angry, it felt like, in that moment. And I know I I heard you guys are going to listen to some of that and play some of that later. I thought it was one of the most mature things I've ever heard or or have heard this year out of a Bears player, what Chase Claypool said yesterday. And I I know the easy default, it seems to be, and a lot of people hit me with this, he's been bad as a player for the Bears, so how can he speak out? In this case, I didn't care. Because it was so it was so full of substance, I thought.
2: Yeah, a little bit of leadership in his own right.
1: Absolutely. And and that was like, to me, it was leadership 101. That's why I excused in that moment. I wasn't thinking about the poor production on the field. I was thinking, oh my God, just take it for like, like save the, the hot take for a second. Just, say, just listen to the words he's saying. And if you're a Bears fan and you hear that. You should agree with every single word he said. Even if you were accepting losing this year, every word he said was sound and it was correct. Three and out is not okay. Nine straight losses is not okay. None of this is okay. It's it's happening, but it's still not okay.
3: I feel like that's a good assessment, Grody. Thank you. You know, what's up with those assessments? They're crazy. Yo, yo. <laughs> if I saw that assessment, I would punch it in the face. Yo, I... I I don't think people understand how much you and I were laughing at that for the rest of the day and all of uh, yesterday.
1: I was driving. It was a very dangerous drive to Halas Hall for me as I was listening to both of you <laughs> and you and I are texting and I'm, then I started voice texting you and I'm like, all right, this has to stop. I've got to get to Hallis Hall before I get in an accident or rightfully get pulled over. And I'd be like, yo, officer, I was just te- I was just texting Layla Rahimi. It's crazy. Oh, it's totally whack. And by the Anyway, guys, I will talk to you guys um, at about one forty-five today for transition. Yes, yes, we're told. I just saw via Twitter uh, yeah. that D-
2: Danny Parkins is returning.
1: Yes, here. Parko is back, so I cannot wait. Danny, man, there's so many times where I'm like, oh, I'd like to know what Danny is thinking right now. So I get to work with the Parco for four hours, but it starts with Dan Bernstein and Layla Rahimi at about 145. Hold so on. I can't wait to see you guys.
3: Hold on. Do you think that we should – let's just produce this. So do you think yeah. us three should just unleash a FM transition on Danny and see what he thinks?
1: <gasps> well, Danny would – Danny go, might just
3: stare at us like we're all insane, which is yeah. partially true, but – we should at least we should at least have some fun with it and include Danny.
1: Well, he doesn't really speak any of the language, so he would be mute, and I don't know if that would be fair to him on his first day back when he's got so much to say <laughs> to just go FF <laughs> like that is the blind spot of blind spots for Danny Parkins. Like you bring up music and he just shrivels.
3: <laughs> like we're like, yo Danny, this this return you have is crazy. We gotta stop it when you're not here Yeah. <laughs> He's back <laughs> you're back like a tornado but we hate tornadoes we want to yo, punch him in the face yo what's up with all these sports takes man you like don't we, need that yeah we we miss all your sports takes but we don't need all of them like oh what's up with that big crack in the earth if i saw it i punch it in the face yo all right i think we should work on this there's a way to get danny involved
1: <laughs> okay Layla. So, you know what I am going to let you be the leader. I'm just going to walk in, and you can rule transition today.
3: No, I don't think that's good for any of us. I'm trying <laughs> to do something with the team.
1: Oh, it's been such a Layla week this week on the score, so I think that you should.
3: Ah, uh, well... It's about to be a Layla Post game, too, for tonight with Bulls. We'll figure it out. Are Groats. you seriously?
2: Are you doing the TV tonight? Oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, okay. without Joel Embiid, might be just another Bulls win How over about a that? potential Eastern Conference playoff team, huh?
1: Although I would love to have seen... I actually wanted they Embiid to me. play because it's got to happen one of these days or one of these years where the Bear, the Bulls still have not beaten the 76ers when Joel Embiid plays. It's kind of funny, but I'd love to see it end. He
3: too. is. He's undefeated against mm-hmm. the Bulls.
1: Yep. Is that? I wonder if that's the only team that has never beaten Embiid
2: full teams i don't know
3: well and undefeated bears. in a lot of ways but yeah.
2: well, for, for one more time bears bears, bears. that's bye. mark grody bye, bears. bye. Bears. and when we come back <laughs> for
3: one more time until 145 the, bears.
2: the <laughs> aforementioned comments of both luke getzy and chase claypool we made reference to them I've got an idea. Why don't we actually listen to them because this is radio and we can broadcast the sound?
3: Listen to them in their own words? How about it? On the okay, score? Okay,
2: let's do it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost
0: of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.